Hey, welcome back to Myth and Magic from Modern Times. I'm your host, Jessica. I'm a healer and tarot reader, and I created this podcast to explore story, myth, archetypes, energy work, and magic to try and make sense of it in a modern and approachable, safe-feeling context, to delve into what's underneath the stories we've told ourselves and that are being told in society, to open up space for stories that we haven't been talking about. Today I'm chatting with Crystal Kalleck, and I hope I pronounced that right, a holistic creative coach and artist from Ireland who now lives in Sweden and who works to help women drive their inner development forward and explore their creative experience on a deeper level. In this episode, we're going to talk about the physical breakdowns that we both have had in different ways and how those were connected to energy and emotion and how the physical body is connected to the energetic and emotional bodies and what that feels like and how it's manifested for us and how art can be used as a healing modality without even realizing it. We're going to be jumping right in now to Crystal beginning her story. I hope you enjoy, and here we go. Um, Okay, so right now I'm working as a kind of like a healer and artist and various different things, but I I suppose I wanted to share the story of how I got there because I had... um, quite quite a large awakening i would say in 2012 or 2011 2012 yeah and i think actually the time that a lot of people um kind of came to 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 kind of similar situations in their lives so yeah i was um traveling the world i was uh, we had left uh, ireland in 2011 and we had been on the road for nine months and all of a sudden or not so all of a sudden my body started to really react and uh, I was having beginning to have quite serious difficulties moving around. And it got to the point where the relationship was struggling, everything was struggling. And um, so I was, I, we were in Georgia next to, to Russia and we would had some argument or something. And at, at that point, then my passport also needed renewing. And uh, so I ended up in this doctor's office and this led to me getting a scan done and being being told that I was going to have back surgery and all sorts of things yeah. and and that I needed to basically hightail it back to Ireland and um and, and basically yeah I can I can remember basically coming coming back from that and going back to the hostel where I was and just kind of having a, a mini meltdown mm. uh, and at the time there was, sorry oh yeah I really um resonate with your story so much because I feel like so many of us uh, who have become healers or artists have at some point gone through what I would say from the tarot a tower moment um, which is that breakdown Mm -hmm. of what you know and if you don't mind so I've been wondering where all of your photos on Instagram come from you have photos of all over the world there's a variety yeah so would you mind sharing what you were doing while traveling was it just for recreation or were you doing work uh well we had we had decided to i i basically had a camera in my hand since i was nine so and i have had dreams to become like i I mean every photographer i think dreams of becoming this you know traveling and traveling and seeing the world and photographing it at the same time so this trip that we did in 2011, and most of the stuff actually that you see on the Instagram page is, is kind of post that period. Mm. Um, 
most of the stuff is taken or a lot of it was taken during the, the countries that we visited there and we actually did an art project along the trip as well which kind of focused our work and then so that was uh, Greece, Turkey, Georgia um, and that was over a period of 11 months and then I've also lived in Iceland for three years um, I've traveled to sacred sites in many countries uh, I mean it's it's personal work most of it mm. I have mm -hmm. as of yet are still are failing to to actually get paid for it like but but it's it's definitely like the sacred site thing is becoming more and more relevant and more common and mm -hmm. i'm I'm more actively seeking out sites now with my camera and my work um but it really is just um i I was trained in a documentary tradition, so I had this this curiosity that needs to be satisfied with a camera in my hand. yeah, beautiful, and it seems like you were called to specific places right. um yeah and Yes, yeah, so, so we, were in, we were in Georgia. I was basically told that I needed the surgery. And so I decided that maybe it was better to go home, get a second opinion um, in Ireland, obviously, where I knew the ground, uh, knew the language, knew the customs, the cultures and everything. So, so I packed my bag and headed for, headed for home. And, um, and then when I, when I came home, it was another month before my partner at the time actually followed me. But it was there that I started to really realize very quickly that, that a lot of the stuff that was causing my, my issues with my body were actually to do with energetics, to do with old emotions and stuff that I had buried uh, very deeply under my skin and into my form. And uh, I think that's how I, I deal with stuff. I use creativity to escape and then I, I mm -hmm. the stuff I don't want to see or deal with, I push them into my body in, in a, some sort of an unconscious form. Yeah. And so what this was, was my body saying no more. And uh, yeah, so I did kind of went. I got did you have an awareness of energy at all uh, up until that point? I mean, I, I've dabbled with tarot cards. I've always been interested in the occult. I've always had, I've always been interested in those things, like okay. forever. And I mean, people were calling me a witch when they met me on holidays and traveled with me for a few weeks back in 2001. You know, it's like, it's always been something that's been with me. Mm -hmm. um, but this was really, I was wandering the wrong path. And my body was just fucking shouting, sorry for the language, no. was shouting at me basically to, yeah. to, yeah, to stop and to pay attention and not be so stubborn and to really, you know, I was in my thirties at that point and at that point you're reflective of your, your childhood and everything also. So, so this was all happening for me as well at the same time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I eventually found um, a, a therapist that I was working with. Well, I had many people who appeared around me, many teachers, um, a homeopath, um, an IT worker, um, and then a, a matsu and kind of Japanese massage and therapies, all these people just appeared around me. And I began, mm -hmm. they were all worked with me with different facets of, of stuff that was going on. And mm -hmm. um, it's been five, six years, and I'm still working on stuff right now. Like, so it's, it's very interesting. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I, um, I look back now and I did not have as extreme of a physical reaction as you did when um, I had my own breakdown. Although actually there's, there's two times in my life when I've had what I call the tower moment. So the tower in the tarot, it's major arcana number 16, and it is a structure that no longer serves your life. And the universe kind of comes in or the body, the higher self 
comes in and knocks the structure down because you need to rebuild a different structure. You need something else. And at some point you can only like put so many band-aids on something and the whole thing just has to go. Um, and it does, so many of us have gone through this because that's the world that we live in. We're still very much, there's a mainstream um, structure. I mean, there's, there's many levels of structures, no matter where you're born. And at some point um, they have to start going. And for me, um, it began when I was 25 and I did have a really physical reaction. I realized that I had built this suffocating box around myself based on what I believed I needed to do. And that I was going to have to um, disappoint a lot of people and do a lot of really difficult things to get out of it. And my, I um, got super sick. I, I was rushed to the hospital. I had a temperature of 113. I mm. was sick for weeks. I look back now and I don't remember eating any food for about a month's time, which I know couldn't be possible. Like I must have eaten, but I have no memory of eating. And that's really unusual for me because I can eat when I'm happy, sad, angry. Like I can always eat, but I couldn't then. Um, and I was, I was super miserable and I didn't want to move forward into the unknown and I couldn't stay where, where I was. And I almost felt like the body was like, well, you could just stop if like, this is your third option, if you just want to stop. Um, and my body was breaking down and, um, I managed to, I somehow Sounds found similar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, I recovered, like I was sick for a while and I would have blackouts, just random blackouts for several months following. And it took me a long time to gain weight back. I became emaciated after this time. Um, so that was, so yeah, that was the first one. The second one was more of a shift in my the the structures around me, the physical structures around me, not my physical person, the my my job, my friends, my passion projects, my relationship, everything stopped. Um, everything was wiped away. Like a couple of friendships remained, but they were drastically changed. My work remained, but it was drastically changed. Like everything was shifted into a different. Um, way of being, making a lot of space. And now that I look back right before, a couple months before that happened, I started getting these weird palpitations. I guess they were heart palpitations yeah. or just beatings in my chest. And I went to the doctors and nobody knew what it was. And they told me, oh, it was acid reflux, but it wasn't. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I know that it wasn't acid reflux. So knowing now what I do um, it was obviously my body trying to tell me things. Mm -hmm. I go between stages of, of, of believing that and not believing mm. that because I I've been, I've been through it. I write, I've experienced it. And, um, and I mean, uh, certainly there is, there is energetics in my body that are just like super uber sensitive to things and, and everything. And I just know that the, the, the regular medical system can't that I'm so in connected into my head, like that my emotions and my everything is connected so densely into my head and that I just leave doctors and everything just looking at me going, I don't believe it. Like, and um, it's, it's really interesting. And just this week um, I was telling this story in a previous recording we attempted, but um, 
I had this thing where, cause I'm working on my posture and I had this thing where my posture collapsed. And so I went back to the physio lady who I'm working with right now, who's very traditional. Mm-hmm. And um, cause I, I felt like I was finally at a stage where I needed somebody just purely traditional. Mm. And, um, and she was just looking at me like I was Lala. And then I went to, got no, no response there. And then a couple of days later, I went, okay, I'm going back to this little massage lady that I know, a little Filipino lady. And I had these phenomenal releases in my body as she was working on me physically with massage. But she was manipulating the energy, which mm-hmm. had been trapped. Like, so I had this collapse and this released or brought up an energy that I had suppressed in my skin for years, probably. Mm-hmm. And she released this energy or, or the collapse released this energy into my body. And then when, um, when she massaged me, it had been pinging around in my body for weeks, like four or five weeks at this point, And I'd had all sorts of aches and pains. And by her working on me with the massage, it's like she was directing it and telling it where to go. And then eventually she lined it up and I could feel it in the top of my head around my crown. And then I would lift my head and there would be a little crack in my neck and it would release at the top of my head with this cold flow of air. So I really got this um, confirmation, like you're not making this all up, Ashlyn, Mm. because it had been so long since I had experienced or gotten a confirmation that this physical thing with my body is is actually an energetic, emotional thing. But really in the last two weeks, I've gotten a super confirmation again. It's really, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing energetic structure system i don't even know what to call the body you know it's just fascinating <laughs> yeah our energetic body um i've also heard it called this the subtle body or the subtle energies or yeah yeah, yeah. i um had within the last couple of weeks i've had an interesting kind of confirmation too of i have been having a heart opening and it started months ago I noticed my back was cracking in weird ways or just unusual ways. And I thought, huh, maybe it's, maybe I've started sleeping differently. And I happened to mention it to a friend who was there and she says, oh, where on the back is it? And I said, it's the upper back. And she says, she says, that's the heart chakra. And I would have never associated it with the heart. And I was still like, yeah, no, I think it's my bed, (laughs) but sure. You know, even though I believe in these things and I understand the relationship, um, I'm always open to a practical solution as well. And um, months have gone by, but, and more and more so the, there's been this incredible pain in my heart. I, I haven't gone to the doctor because I, I could tell, I think her saying that was helpful for me too, um, to associate it with a heart chakra and realize it's an energy that's happening because it, it shifts as I meditate and work with it. It's been incredibly painful. And mm-hmm. um, then a, a, a couple weeks ago, I was... Um, I was looking on YouTube and found this woman talking about how she was, she's been having this heart thing over the last few months and her clients have, and she's a reader. And then I spoke to a friend who had just gone to the hospital because she's having a heart thing. So I was like, wow, it's actually a collective. There's a collective of us having this heart (laughs) opening right now. So that was kind of cool to get that confirmation and know that um, it's not just me (laughs) and I'm not crazy. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it's also kind of, I think it's always very important because we live in this very structured reality and like um, where, where the mainstream is not really tapped 
to those ideas or, or, or to have those, those ways, those lines of thought. Mm-hmm. So it's always really nice to get the confirmation. And because sometimes you can find that if you're living in, in the structured society or in the, this structured mentality, it's very difficult to hold on to this magic. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it can be quite difficult to, to keep it, even though it's very, it's very bloody real when, when you're in it and when you're, when you're experiencing and you're tuned to it and, and then you can like lose the, the frequency and the vibration for a while. And then you kind of ultimately always come back. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's it's, natural it's, too. just everything that has cycles and rhythms and some days, yeah, sure. yeah, I'll be more attuned and then other days I'm not. There's a book. This is making me think of this book that I really like. You can heal your life by Louise Hay. Have you read that? Uh, no, I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't read it. Okay. She has a list of every single part of the body along with um, the psychological, energetic, emotional reason behind why there would be something amiss there. And then a mantra for healing. It's really cool. And it helped me a lot. Last summer, I went through a really deep transformation and rebirth and I completely rebuilt my energetic body and was releasing huge amounts of emotions that had been trapped in different parts of my body and like actually going into, um, which is what I offer for my clients. Now um, I take people on a guided meditation and we'll work with the inner child or with different energetic parts of the body. And I was doing this every day, multiple times a day, just, it was all coming up over the course of maybe five, six months. I was constantly having to stop what I was Mm -hmm. doing, go into a meditation and it was every single part of almost every part of my body would physically um, be in pain, be getting my attention or go numb. Like at one point it was my face and like different parts of my face were just numb. It was the weirdest feeling as I was working with that energy and releasing it. So I was referring to this book a lot and it was, I found it really insightful. Yeah, it's great. It's great when you when you can find texts like that or, or or books that are just perfectly timed. I've I've been um, reading this past week about um about sacred art and and creation and because my my whole thing and it's it's how creativity is tapped in to spirituality and how the energy of the cre- energy of creative flow when it's like organic and and true and when you're hitting that that proper tone with it through whatever medium it is that it's, it's actually the same as this, this healing release energy. And oh, it's um, for me, it's, it's like, yeah, it's so powerful. And it's for me that that's how I've gotten through my life is through creativity. And that's, that's what's led to the photographs and, and the exhibitions and, and the other stuff. Like it's, it's such a, it's been such a survival mechanism for me. And it's been like, I really see it as having this incredible power and energy to, to also release. Mm. So, so like that, that, that the way that, that we can bury stuff within our, in, in our body, we don't always have to recognize or be conscious of it or, or bring it into the conscious mind as something that we need to tackle. Mm. Maybe it's too difficult or too painful, or maybe we push it into a past life memory or whatever, whatever way we recognize that we don't always have to address it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I really feel that creativity when you're just flowing with creativity, it's like another way to release tremendous stuff from the body. And it's, um, 
I, I think I've been using it like that for very many years and not realizing what I was doing, you know? So I liked how you said, how you mentioned art as a survival technique. And that, that really stood out to me. I think that on this unconscious level, we recognize art for the healing modality that it is, just as with the massage, how absolutely massage is actually removing energy and not just making your body feel good. And yoga as well is actually moving and making energy flow. And then through the process of like putting things out through your hands um, or, you know, even with the camera, you're, you're using your hands and that just that whole creative process, it taps into the subconscious where so much of our energy is um, and is a funnel for it, which is why you have a, Mm reaction when you experience art so yeah, absolutely uh why don't you tell us about your big art project that you told me about ah yes um yeah no for the last couple of years actually since i've had this awakening my my art has it's kind of shifted and i went very much from working with documentary uh, so documenting and analyzing the outside world and then crash bang um, life goes crazy and then next uh, I'm much more interested now on inner reflection mm. and I guess what my main point of interest is is that I've been on such a roller coaster I do feel like I have a message to share about because I feel that everybody like we can even tell from the conversation that we're having between ourselves that there are huge parallels between the journeys that people are on and their learning and inner growth mm-hmm. and so I feel that that there is this huge connection between all people um, that we experience. The details of our stories are very different, but we experience the same. Um, But just, yeah, exactly, the stories are different. So I guess this project that I'm working on, it's about trying to to transmit my experiences in some sort of an audiovisual manner and in a narrative form so all people can then relate to them. So specifically the, the project that I was talking about um, to you about the last time was this project called uh, Chapter One. It's, it's the second part of a project and it's related to water and the, the realm of human emotions because very, very often the two are very connected. Mm. And so I created um, a multimedia installation and it had audio works, video works, photography works, um, participation sculptural works uh, a text which tied the whole piece in together and so I referenced or or basically I went on this experience myself for the year and it's like with my artwork it's like through my artwork I allow myself to deal with my shit so if I'm working on a project and I know I'm working on a project then I know I'm allowed to open this box because it's for the good of somebody else or it's for the good of the audience or, or something like that. So it's like, I allow myself permission to delve into, mm. into that aspect of myself. And I had at that point quite closed myself off emotionally. And um, so over the course of this year, uh, I just knew once I, once I started working on this project, I just knew things would unfold and they did. And so slowly they did the bricks in my emotional armor started to come out and there was great changes that was happening. So I then tried to recreate that journey for, um, for an audience so that they could know that um, by deciding to release and to take out stuff or to address stuff or acknowledge issues or emotional emotions or trauma or whatever it is that's 
residing in us that we free up other space for other, other stuff to happen in our lives. Mm-hmm. So as part of this project, there was a pond and it's, it's actually really nice timing because I actually, I, I do my posts for the, for Instagram for the week. And so this morning I sat doing it and I actually was delving into this project because next week is going to be all about this project. Oh, wow. So it's, um, it's nice timing. Yeah. It's really yeah. nice timing. Uh, so, so well done you for choosing that. Uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it actually to to revisit the project after it's been a year now since I since I put it out for the first time, but to really understand the depth of what it was that I created there because I work very intuitively and I work very and I knew all the pieces would come together beautifully and they did, uh, but I just trust that creative flow process that the truth of the message or the the hitting home of the message would actually come out. Okay, I'm doing a lot of rambling, so I'll give you a bit of practicals um, about what form it took. Uh, so in the center of the room was the, the, basically the room was decked out with stones from the beach. My, my wonderful partner, I don't know, nearly broke his back multiple times just <laughs> shipping stuff from the beach into the, into the space. And uh, I had kind of made like a volcano pond in the center of the room. There was water inside that with crystals and stuff inside it also. There was a fish tank with a projection coming on the back of the fish tank, which then was projecting across the whole room. Um, there was jellyfish close-ups in photographs. Then on the very back wall, there was a three-piece, uh, which was two large photographs of me in costume. One is the subconscious mind, the other is the conscious mind. And in the middle, we have a little mirror, which is the ego. So everybody, when they would look at that ego piece, would be reflected to themselves. Um, yeah, so, so the pond basically was the participation works. And... So I asked people, there was a little station, and I asked people to write down on little notes of paper um, emotions that they were holding or situations that they were holding. And um, there was over 70 notes in the pond by the end. And so what would happen is I would take those notes, they would leave them in a little bowl, and I would take those notes, and I would take them home, freeze them into ice cubes, and then I would ceremonially release those ice cubes into the pond. And this was to simulate the healing process. So as those ice cubes were melting, the issues would be melting. So they left their, like on a metaphorical level or spiritual level, energetic level, they left their issues on the piece of paper in the exhibition hall. And they oh, left they, without They them. actually did. And this like, was this the whole, is the healing process, which is why it's so incredible. Um, what you were doing there. Absolutely. Yeah, well, they, that yeah, is they did. They magic. did. That's energy work. <laughs> and it's art. So this couple came in. Yeah, these three people came in and they were Danish, but all I understood was, she's a witch. <laughs> That's yeah. all I understood. And then they left again because they just looked around the space, saw the feathers and stones and stuff, and then yeah. just walked out. But they had been at the opening also. Oh, yeah. That sounds um, like the most witchy yeah. thing. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was really it's, interesting. And uh, the opening night, I actually had um, my close friends. I had pre-made some notes. I had also gotten this cake mold, and I had made like a huge ice cube covered in, with crystals inside it on different layers. Like I froze it in like five layers with crystals all oh over. Oh my god! It. I can't wait. And so to I carried that one. <laughs> I carried that one, and um, then so then I had my six friends all carried small ice cubes, which they had made those notes for the small one because it was done in advance. And we walked out into the space uh, with sage and everything. And we walked out into the space, circled the pond a couple of times. The room is dark, candles on the floor. 
and we circled the pond a couple of times and then I released the large one in with the crystals and they all released potentially their own issues into the pond. And this how it was how the, 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 the performative aspect, but it was also introducing to the audience exactly, or to the people who were there, what was going to happen with the stuff, that, with their, their emotions or, or their, their issues that they were leaving on the papers. Well, you say this is performative, but this is actually how magic works. Like the, I, I do my own rituals of writing things down and putting them in water or release or burning them. Um, and I've heard about freezing, freezing things to alter. You, you know, there's um, one of my, one of my friends was telling me you could write down the name of somebody who's bothering you and freeze it and they'll or leave you alone. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Like I've never tried that one, but um but yeah, like this is actual it's so incredible that you got to introduce people to it in this way. And you were saying water and the, um and the emotions and I just wanted to chime in and say, yeah, water is the emotions and in the tarot the the suit of cups represents our emotions. The subconscious is ruled by the moon, which is all about water. So, absolutely. There was, there was actually um, uh, four handcrafted moon lamps, which were all holding the faces of the moon also. Oh. But the wonderful thing, when I was looking through the photographs of the exhibition today, um, was that at nighttime, the exhibition took on a whole new energy. And I remember from when my grandmother was passing, we, we were all kind of taking shifts with her. But I would remember that at nighttime, she turned into completely like emotionally like such a different, um, different person, like so anxious and the energy was much more intense and the whole experience got much more intense. It was like every day, as soon as the, the sun went down, I was kind of like looking at my watch going, okay, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go crazy here in 10 minutes. Like, cause it literally was that reactive from night to day. Wow. And, and since through studying shamanism, I found out that there is such a different energetic rhythm to life during the day and the night. Mm-hmm. But at, at nighttime, when night fell, you could see like the lamp was on, the lamps were on all the time, but you could see the faces of the moon come up as soon as the, the outside of the gallery got dark outside. And you wouldn't see that during the daytime. So yeah. if you came you experienced the exhibition at nighttime, you got a whole different beast than you got during the daytime. Beast, like yeah. creature, animal, beautiful, yeah. wonderful experience. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, fine. It, it, it's really, it was, it was special. It's, it was has been one of the, the the ones that I feel like is most in tune and most al- in alignment with me and mm. the, what I'm what I'm here to do or what what I'm sharing, you know. And I feel like it's only gonna escalate from here or go further. Yeah, like the project is ongoing. Then, yeah, I yeah, is it the next element? What is there something you're working on right now that you'd like to share? Yeah, well, by working on simply means for the moment experiencing for me because mm, because okay. i i i don't it's it's chapter it's chapter three earth um i've just moved uh, in a couple of months ago i've just moved to sweden um, we've just found out that we've got this beautiful little cabin by a lake that we're going to going to be renting indefinitely so i really like and i always knew that chapter chapter about earth will be about grounding and i'm back with the trees like in iceland they don't have trees and mm. i really miss them and i feel so steady since I got here and so it's going to be I don't know however long until I know it's time to actually put the message together but I have to experience the grounding process first like really deeply let myself into this grounding process and see where it takes me and then how I can translate that out to other people and give that in in some form to to others 
Oh, absolutely. It's so interesting how life moves in that kind of alignment too. Like before you even knew that you would be moving and doing this, your energetic body was like, was getting it all lined up so that you'd be working on earth at that time. Um, there's so many yeah, coincidences yeah. like that when you're really, when you're aware of them, looking at how our subconscious is taking care of things on this level. Um, that it moves beyond time and space, really. Just about trust, isn't it? We just always have to trust. Like, even, even, if, it's, even if it's crappy, even if it's like everything is just, like you said, the tower moment has come in. It's just trust. Get through it. Trust. It, it's, it's like, what is it? Is it Gandalf? These two shall pass? I don't know. One of those, one of those big gray wizards. Yes. <laughs> yes. Trust is one that I am constantly coming up to. And in, in my work as a healer, that is, um, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a priestess and a healer and that doesn't stop when I'm not actively doing that work or working with people. That's the way that my life is. And so in all aspects of my life, I have been challenged to trust that things are coming and um and the universe has made that very much something that i have to i have to come up to this point where i just trust because the answer the thing that i'm looking for the safety net that i want will not exist until i've completely let go and trusted over and over and over again it's kind of infuriating i don't know when i actually signed up for this or why very infuriating <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. No, no, it's very infuriating. My big, yeah, my big issue is definitely like around expectation and disappointment. It's like I always get too excited about things before they happen. I sense them coming, and and I think I dismiss them because I cancel it out somehow. And it's like I'm constantly oh. learning this one. Yeah, but I think I think now it's kind of like finally coming right. Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, it's it. also as an as an intuitive. Um, I have definitely let my imagination run away from me and experience disappointment. But I've also noticed that as an empath and an intuitive, you can sense something coming and it feels bigger. It always feels bigger on the energy level. And then it gets here to the physical realm. And there's always a moment of, oh, this is how it manifests? Really? <laughs> there's, there is some, some disconnect <laughs> there between the physical and, and the way you can sense it. And and it probably is big. It just, it, once you put something into a container and you're looking at it, yeah. it's always different than when it's this shapeless thing that could be anything, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, um, like you're saying, it's, it's the submission. It's this like um, surrender space where, where you don't want to control or you don't control. You just like, you put your, it's like this balance of, okay, that's what I want. I want that to happen okay, universe, come on, mm -hmm. this is what I want to happen. But then getting out of the way, you know, and getting out of yeah. the way and actually letting your attachment to it just completely go. And, and yeah, that one has been a tricky one. But I think I'm, I'm kind of getting close to that. I, I'm, I'm learning from a master manifester who's beside me most of the time at the moment. So it's kind of like, I think the two things are balancing out now finally. <laughs> yeah, but it it's manifesting and it is, that's the power of the divine feminine. Um, that's what you're tapping into when you set the intention, ask for something, send it out there and then move into that state of receptivity, just yeah, allowing sure. it to come when it comes as it, as it comes or not come or whatever. 
and being totally okay and knowing that you don't need it and like that you don't need it and surrendering and it's so hard to get into it and um it may take a lifetime to (laughs) master that yeah 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 but I'm sure I'm sure you have moments like this also like throughout my life I can remember different stages where I very firmly knew I was like floating down the river with the current or with the stream. Mm. I was like floating with it. Everything was going smooth. I wasn't having to make any decisions really. Everything was just happening and one step after the other and la la la. And then all of a sudden it's like, I don't know if you get ejected out of it or something, but then you're like almost find yourself battling against it or standing at the sideline kind of looking at it going, <laughs> okay, what's happening? How do I get back in? Going <laughs> it's like, what, what's going on now? Like, it's really it's really interesting I love that metaphor and that's definitely happened to me and I have some theories and it could be that we've actually left the river or it could just be a different part of the river because we have to have different skills and sometimes there's those points in your life where all the doors open and it's total flow and it's alignment and you're like oh clearly I'm on the right path and and things move swimmingly and I think that that's important for sometimes, but then there are other times when you're trying to do something and it's, so there's some times when you're trying to do something and it's not working and it's like you're pushing up against a wall and it's because you're not supposed to do that. But then there are other times when you are supposed to do that and the challenges are part of the experience. And so it's just knowing and trusting which one is which, like, is this, is this not working because I'm supposed to go in a different direction or Am I just, do I just need to try a different approach or try a little bit harder? That's what I've been finding. Um, one of my lessons that I've been learning is to um, kind of, I've been getting a lot of the five of wands, which is about standing your ground and stepping into conflict and allowing there to be conflict and constructive conflict and like setting, work, working to set boundaries and stuff like that. And so often I would just shy away from anything that looked difficult, like quote unquote conflict, anything that's yeah, difficult. So um, the universe has been giving me opportunities to um, engage in that and um, for a reason. So for a while, uh, things were happening really swimmingly. And then um, I've been given opportunities to learn how to uh, be more assertive. And then there have been just um, some other things that weren't coming through because I needed to trust. And like, for instance, I just moved to this home and I got a really strong sense about um, over a month ago that I would move by March 1st and I would have a place. So I put in my notice at the other place and I thought all of March is plenty of time to find it. And I feel really strongly that it's there. But then it was almost up until the last minute that I found this place that is, is what I had manifested and sensed way back then and was waiting for me all along. But the universe like literally made me wait up until the last moment to, to get it. And then I got it and I moved in right away. But, um, I was was starting to panic and think, well, you know, like I had backup plans and stuff. I wasn't just completely going to be homeless at the end of the month, but it really was a test of my ability to, trust uh, and actually keep looking because it did it did take me some effort to find this but also um trusting the process so absolutely now i'm here yeah Yeah. 
and I'm never moving again. I've moved so much in the That's last three new years. Home. You know, I, yeah, I feel the exact same way. Like the two of us have been moving every six months and now we're kind of at the point, God, we can't, like, you don't just get me. You get, like, uh, there's one kilo, or crystal that's 20 kilos. There's another crystal that's whatever. You know, it's, you don't just get me. You get a lot of heavy lifting also. So, so, so now it's kind of like, okay, we're not moving again. You know, this right. is time. And like I said, grounding period, it's this grounding. It's the next chapter. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I think, uh, if anything, that, that it's like oh, exactly what you were kind of saying there was like, it's about shifting your perspective. So you don't see problems as problems. You see them as opportunities to learn and grow and overcome and become stronger and bigger in yourself. And I think that's the main thing. If we can, if we can all shift, shift how we think and how we see things. So we don't just think that it's a big, bad one, an opportunity for us to shine or, or to take ourselves forward, you know? Yeah. That makes ourselves bigger. What I believe in, what I teach, and it's always still hard, of course, to put into my own practice. But yeah, everything, everything, I do believe that everything is an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't seem that way. And sometimes it's an opportunity for something you'd rather not <laughs> have to deal with. But even within that, there's. Yeah, but sometimes, like, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I know for me, like if, if this, this collapse and everything that happened to me six years ago didn't happen and I was still walking that path and my body didn't stop me at that time, it's, I will be so untrue to who I actually am right now. Like, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be the me that I could be, you know, I'd be living this other existence that wouldn't be in any way authentic to, to um, who I've become. Yeah, it's really interesting though. Have you ever looked at photographs of yourself from before your awakening and after? I look like this little tiny little girl, like this tiny little innocent little girl. And then it's now you see pictures of me now, and yeah, okay, it's eight years. I was already in my thirties, but it, the difference is phenomenal. It's like a, there's a depth in my features and in my face of it's like an expression of experience. I suppose, I suppose I notice it really strongly because I'm a photographer, like, but it's like mm -hmm. just a completely different persona that's hiding behind the, the body. Like, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting. Do it. Go, go and root out some old photographs and see. Yeah. Um, I, was, I had a lifestyle blog before my awakening. And so I had a lot of photos taken of me. And I would later go back and look at the blog. And I look like I don't even really recognize myself. I look so different and that part about being small and really contained and even on like not even really there to the extent that I'm here now. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's really interesting. I had the massage last week, but literally like I, I, she, she took the pain away. Like she took the pain away. I felt this huge surging go through my body. So I knew that she had taken whatever it was out and that what it was was actually an energetic something. And mm -hmm. I actually had strange dreams after it where a person was in front of me, a person from my life mm -hmm. and was like in front of me all angry and stuff. Weird kind of, I have these weird dream states. I don't know, really lucid. I don't know. But it was like they were really there standing in front of me. And when I woke up, I was like, oh, my God, it was about that person in my life. Oh. And, and I was like, okay. Yeah, it was like, so it was a, it was a hurt. Or the, or like, again, it was a heart opening similar to you. But it was like it was, it was a something from my, 
lifelong that that had been in my body but had been a result of a relationship with somebody and it became apparent to me that night who it was and since then my body has been much much better i've had my confirmation again that all this stuff is really real and I went back to get my hair cut a couple of days afterwards and the little lady came running up to me and she's like, oh my God. She said, after you left, I felt like I really took something from you. And wow. I was like, yeah, I said very often who work on me experience those kind of things because it's really, it's like, I don't know how to get those things out of my body. They zip around, they bang around inside my body and I don't know how to get them out myself. So I need a, a body worker who's spiritually aligned to actually to almost like calm the energy down, nestle it into the little channel so it goes up the little channel like it's supposed to instead of being like having the panic attack inside. I believe that's where panic attacks come from actually. Or, and maybe fibromyalgia I, also. Like I that absolutely is, believe that is too. like just energy that's... Uh, yeah, I, the panic attacks I believe um, are these fight or flight responses, um, these old... Um, sure fear stories um, in, in our brain and our electric system um, that get triggered by something. It's electric. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Exactly. And the body actually yeah. thinks that you're in danger of death because of something that happened a long time ago when, um, well, I think, I think it all comes from childhood because when you're in child, when you're a child, you don't have any context and things do seem like life or death. And then the brain grabs onto that and um, stays in that state. When, when something traumatic happens to you, no matter what age you are, if it triggers that, the body responds as though you were a two-year-old who is actually afraid of death and goes back to that moment of the original trauma. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think you're bang on the mark when you say electrics. Because it, it, it feels like, well, personally, I can only exp exp explain how it feels in my body. But it feels like that there's the electrics are malfunctioning. They're like shooting all over the place. My whole nervous system goes wired. So I get shooting and dashing pains all over my body. But it is just that. It is just a malfunction in the electrics. There's like a, a message in the wire or something that's wrong. And mm -hmm. there's, then there's too much energy floating around the body. And that needs to be released. And, and, that's, that's, and, and the release process for me is something that I need outside help with. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. I'd love to hear what some fibromyalgia people might think about that, actually. Yeah. Well, if there's any listening, uh, give me a call on the show and we'll do another yeah, podcast. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for Good. sharing your story. And yeah, it was enjoyable. Thank you. Yeah. And what, what a beautiful time to be moving with um, the spring equinox coming up in a couple weeks. So you're planting seeds for your new life yeah, yeah. as the, as the earth is waking back up again. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much again for joining me. No, I thanks think, very much for having me. It's been a bit, a bit of a struggle to get us on here, but we've we managed to do it. Like, and I'm, I'm so <laughs> glad that we so did. Good, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm really, really yeah, glad absolutely. that we did. Yeah.